Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Week in Review. We are finishing off Week 5. And you know what? For once in my life, I'm recording this on a Sunday night. That way we can get nice and early in your podcast feed on Monday morning. So, without further ado, we're going to run through the usual. I'm going to give you three talking points from every game of the Sunday slate, as well as a player of the game. As always, player of the game is a joke and doesn't matter. So I don't want to hear any more complaints in my Twitter DMs. Starting off, I want to tackle the uh, the very disappointing, hurt-to-watch London game. As the Giants bring home a dub over the Packers, 27-22, at a boy day ball. Look, the... First off, the Giants can make a playoff push, but it needs to be on the back of a healthy Saquon Barkley. Without him, this can't be a serious NFL team with Danny Dimes. That being said, Daniel Jones can be an NFL QB. He isn't Patrick Mahomes. He isn't the superstar of the franchise, but he still can perform as a proficient QB against good defenses, which is what you're looking for in an NFL quarterback. I think Daniel Jones probably doesn't have a future as this face of the franchise quarterback, but he he can sub in every once in a while as a good quarterback for a full season. Finally, the Packers' use of A.J. Dillon the last few weeks is worrisome for his fantasy production for the rest of the year. He hasn't gone over three targets since week one, which is the large base of his ADP value in the offseason, and hasn't had more than 18 carries yet this season. It doesn't seem like he's going to hit his ADP without an Aaron Jones adjustment. So disappointed to see that on A.J. Dillon, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to Saquon Barkley for carrying the team on his back. Boy, oh boy. Next up, the Bills embarrassed the Steelers 38-3. Good Lord. First off, Josh Allen is the MVP right now, easily, but there is a bit of a chase. Guys like Saquon Barkley... Jalen Hurts, even Nick Chubb could be making a serious push. Next up, Gabe Davis may just need to be an efficiency play. He may not develop into that seven-reception guy game, but from what we saw this game, he can have serious, serious gains on very short yardage. It's not going to be 160 on two catches every week, but you know what? It could be 80 on three catches, and that's a good sign for a wide receiver. Next up, the Chargers hold out. Oh, I was cut into the chase a little bit. Final takeaway from that Bills-Steelers game, Kenny Pickett is going to have some ups and downs as a rookie, but he has shown a propensity to spread the ball out, and that's going to be really good for the Pittsburgh pass catchers. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to my Gabe Davis and Josh Allen stack in my home league. Next up, the Chargers barely hold out against the Browns, 38-28. to Weird coaching decisions in this one. First off, Nick Chubb is the other guy who needs to start getting some MVP discussion. He won't because he's a running back and it's a QB award, but he's doing what he's doing is on par with what Jonathan Taylor was doing last year. Next up, Austin Eckler is just fine. His receiving baseline is back, and he arguably looks faster than he has ever looked. Finally, Mike Williams accounted for almost 60% of Justin Herbert's yards this week. He's going to be just fine with the return of Keenan Allen. Player of the game, I'm going to give to Cade York, making Brandon Staley not look like the dumbest coach in the league for this week. Next up, the Bears fall just, and I mean just short, of the Vikings, 29-22. First off, this was by far Justin Fields' best game this year. 
there should be optimism on the team as the team continues to grow and a developing Justin Fields with a changed, more talented receiving core. I think there's still a lot of reason to believe he can be an NFL quarterback. Next up, Irv Smith usage may just continue to increase. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes a late year push as a tight end one. Finally, Justin Jefferson is so much better than any other player on his team. Kirk needs to target him like this every week. There needs to be no reason they're spreading the ball around. Justin Jefferson is just that good. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to me for knowing that David Montgomery was going to do this coming off the injury and benching him anyway. Next up, the Patriots absolutely embarrassed the Lions, 29-0. First off, Ramondre is not giving his job back. I said this either last week or a couple weeks ago, but he is the better back in New England. And he's officially arrived as that running back in this offense. Next up, Ahmad Ra likely wasn't fully healthy this game. It's worrisome to see a stinker like this after what he was doing earlier on in the season, but I don't think this is an indication of what's to come. Finally, the Patriots' offense looks good, but this is not an indicator of who they'll be. The Lions' defense is just awful. But, because I don't get to do it very often, the player of the game is going to Jacoby Myers for giving us a glimpse of what could be. Next up, the Seahawks fight valiantly against the Saints and lose 39-32. First off, Play your players against the Seahawks. They're a fantasy goldmine. Their offense is just good enough to put up a large amount of points, and their defense is just bad enough that whatever player is playing against them is going to go off. Next up, Kenneth Walker is going to have a serious chance to break out here over the next few weeks. Rashad Penny potentially is going to miss a large amount of time, potentially for the rest of the season, though I don't know what the likelihood of that is. I'm not a doctor. But with that being said, Kenneth Walker showed a lot of promise and potential to absolutely go nuclear for the rest of the season. Finally, Taysom Hill is the most annoying player in fantasy football. That's it. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to Alvin Kamara for looking like himself again. Next up, the Jets absolutely smoke the Dolphins after a Teddy Bridgewater injury, winning 40-17. to Wow, Jets. First off, Brees Hall has officially arrived. I've been saying this the last couple weeks. Your window is closing, and it officially closed. He is here to stay. Next up, Zach Wilson is going to make the pass catchers for the Jets very, very boring. Zach Wilson has yet to show that arm talent we saw with him coming out of college, and if he can't start bringing that to these games, players like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore are going to be good for NFL standards, But for fantasy, they're not going to be able to produce as much and consistently enough for you to want them in your lineup. Next up, the Dolphins desperately need their guy back. Look, Teddy Bridgewater was already a significant downgrade on Tua, but Skylar Thompson is not who you need. They they desperately need their guy back. And I obviously I want what's best for Tua's health. But the Dolphins looked like a potential Super Bowl contender earlier on in the season, and it has gone downhill very, very fast. So I think they're going to be looking to get back to that as soon as possible. Player of the game, we got Brees, Brees, Brees. Next up, the Bucks hold off a late push from the Falcons, 21-15. to This was a weird one. 
First off, Leonard Fournette is going to be a sneaky RB1 overall candidate the rest of the year. Right now, everyone's minds are locked in on Saquon, locked in on Nick Chubb, some of these other guys, but it's really bearing the lead on what Leonard Fournette is doing right now. He continues to be used as pretty much what people thought Christian McCaffrey was going to be in the receiving game. He looks so, so good and is going to be so valuable for this team moving forward. Next up, Mariota needs to be on the bench next week. Why do, why do the Falcons insist on continuing to play him? Finally, the, cl- the Falcons are getting close to the don't start anyone territory in redraft. Look, I, I love Drake London. I, I love Cordero Patterson. I love Kyle Pitts. But Arthur Smith is pretty much deciding they don't want to use this team the way they need to be used. And because of that, their fantasy value is dropping rapidly. I would be worried about the progression of the Falcons moving forward, especially for the ones who own in redraft. Player of the game, I'm going to give it to Marcus Mariota for helping me win my underdog pick by not being good. Next up, the Titans continue to look shaky, but still pull out a win over the Manders, 21-17. First off, Carson Wentz feels like the new age Matt Ryan. Not good, but he will have a shit ton of yards any given week. That's just what he feels like. There's a lot of talent around him, and the the defense is not good enough to keep their to substitute for what their offense is doing. Like Wentz is going to be playing from behind nonstop, and those that garbage garbage time is going to translate to a lot of yardage. Next up, Brian Robinson's return made Antonio Gibson a nobody. I I don't remember exactly how many carries he had this game, but I'm pretty sure it was less than three. Brian, I, I don't know if this was just them saying, look at this guy. He It's a motivation coming back so quickly after what happened to him. But, oh, that's shaky for Antonio Gibson. Next up, the Titans desperately need a strong wide receiver one. Look, people want to shit on Tannehill all they want, and I'm fine with that. Tannehill isn't breaking the bank for anyone. But, I mean... What can you expect the guy to do with Westbrook Akine and Robert Woods as his top wide receivers? I understand they drafted Burks and Burks is on IR now, but still. <sighs> Player of the game, I'm going to give it to Diami Dian- Brown for finally doing something. I guess he heard I dropped him in most dynasty leagues, so that's disappointing, but whatever. Next up, the Texans show out. Y'all can't see this, but I did air quotes on that. Against the Jaguars, 13-6. First off, I said it once and I'll say it again. Don't start a Texan not named Damian Pierce. Their passing game is rough. Brandon Cooks is propped up by the fact that he gets targeted a good amount. But besides that, ooh, I don't want a Texan. Next up, ETN outcarried James Robinson for the first time this week. Or I believe matched his carry, but definitely outtouched him. We need to pay attention to this because if ETN is going to start overtaking James Robinson, I mean, that's that's a good sign for him. Next up, Trevor Lawrence is still having some serious trouble with turnovers. I said a couple weeks ago he looked like the number one overall pick, and he just stopped looking like that. I don't really know what to say on Trevor Lawrence right now because sometimes he looks like this next coming of Manning, and sometimes he looks like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Player of the game, I'm going to give to Evan Ingram with a strong tight end premium game, bailing me out in the league of record. 
Next up, the 49ers absolutely dominate the Panthers, 37-15. First off, I think the Panthers would be better if they just played CMC out of the Wildcat the entire game. Look, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton, Teddy Bridgewater, I don't care who you bring in. The Panthers need to play for Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, whoever you want to talk about as a QB1 next year. That's where their focuses need to lie because their offense is horrendous without them. Next up, Tevin Coleman is on the same level as Taysom Hill as the most annoying player in fantasy. That's it. I got nothing else on that. Finally, the Panthers need to start playing for next year. I just said this a minute ago, but they have such a young, talented defense. They have a lot of young talent on their offense. I, I mean, they're not making a playoff push this year. They're one and four. They have Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. They need to start looking at potentially playing for the future and understanding that this year is not the year. Player of the game, I'm going to give to Shy Smith for outscoring DJ Moore. That one was just fun. Next up, the Cowboys continue to look strong against the Super Bowl champion Rams. First off, C.D. Lamb is fully arrived. He, oh, sorry, 22 to 10. <laughs> First off, C.D. Lamb is fully arrived. He's likely game script and matchup proof, the definition of an every week start. This is probably the worst possible situation C.D. Lamb is going to be in the entire season, and he still put up a relevant game. I think there's just about every opportunity for him to be a wide receiver one at the end of the year. Next up, Tyler Higby is doing what everyone wanted him to do a few years ago. He's gained a lot of targets, and he's putting up a decent amount of yards each week. Tyler Higby is going to be a tight end one as well. I feel like I keep putting people in that tight end one crowd, but that's what it feels like right now, especially with the falling out of guys like Waller. I mean, Kittle looked good this week, but Kittle, I mean, Pitts too. Like, there's a lot of room in that tight end position for the tight end one space. Finally, Stafford is really not having a good time with this new old O-line. I think people are really underestimating what Andrew Whitworth meant to that team. Player of the game, I'm going to give to Ben Skoranek because I think it's funny. Finally, the Eagles stay hot over the Card Cardinals 20-17. to First off, Jalen Hurts' rushing upside is making him a fantasy MVP candidate. I don't think he's going to win it for the NFL MVP, but, I mean, he, he is throwing horrendous passing games, 200 yards, no passing touchdowns, and he's still putting up 27 fantasy points each week. Jalen Hurts is absolutely bust-proof with his rushing potential. Next up, Marquise Brown is so good, and he could be amazing once DeAndre Hopkins comes back. I know that feels counterintuitive, especially with how much of his production has relied on his heavy, heavy target share. But once Hopkins is back and there's another level to this, that just opens the field up more. And sure, maybe Hollywood Brown isn't getting seven targets for 70 yards each game, but I think it opens up the potential for him having five or seven receptions for 70 yards. And it opens up the potential of him having five receptions for 120 yards. I think his level of efficiency is just waiting to skyrocket. Next up, one of A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, and Dallas Goddard can easily disappoint any given week. Like I said, they don't need Jalen Hurts to be a passing god for them to continue to score points. And that means the pie gets a little bit smaller. It's 
a lesser extent of what we see in Baltimore any given week. Player of this game, I'm going to give to Rondale Moore for making just a strong return to action. And now, surprisingly, we come along to the currently ongoing, with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, Baltimore Ravens versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, obviously, I can't say everything there is to say in this game. There's a lot of moving pieces still currently happening, but I can give you my thoughts as I've seen it so far. First off, this is the best Joe Mixon has looked all year. He's getting open field rushes. He's looking explosive past the the line of scrimmage. I mean, this is easily the best he's looked. Next up, J.K. Dobbins also finally looking like just him again. He looks like the guy that came out of Ohio State. And finally, oh, Rashad Bateman. Where are you? I mean, it's the Mark Andrews show right now. Baltimore runs through Lamar and Mark Andrews. If you're in redraft and you have Rashad Bateman, he needs to go on your bench until you feel like you can trust him a little bit more. Player of the game, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Mark Andrews because I, I haven't watched enough of this game and processed enough for me to come up with a joke. So as always, Mark Andrews continues to be the fantasy MVP. And with that... We're through the Sunday slate, baby. We're almost a third of the way through the fantasy football season. What a time to be alive. The the fantasy football season is almost a third of the way over, and I feel like we have no idea how the rest of the season is going to go. felt like last year was very cut and dry. A lot of good players were very good early on and stayed good. Now, I mean, is Nick Chubb going to maintain this touchdown efficiency? Is Cooper Cup going to continue to get targeted like this, even though Stafford looks horrible? It feels like there's so much that can change for the rest of the year that just makes me so excited to come back here and do this show every single week. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to hit the intro because Tom told me he wanted me to hit the intro more often. And I've been forgetting to do that this entire time. So I'm going to hit the intro, but not before I finally say thank you all for tuning in. And I hope you all have a good time. Talk to you all later.